Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, welcome to the Balance Podcast. Our guest today, Kyle Marvin. Man, just editing this episode just reminded me of what a what an absolute dreamboat of a bloke he was. He was so, he's so lovely. You're gonna, you will you will love this guy so much. If you've never heard of Kyle Marvin, if, if any American listeners may have heard of him because of uh, the climb and the and the the adulation this film has got at festivals and what have you. But here in uh, in Blighty, now obviously when you're talking about what's happened with. Uh, the events of the past few months, obviously films uh, not being able to have a proper cinematic release. I'm well aware, I, I, you know, you can't compare that to the horrors of, of, of what's happened, of course. And I, and I wouldn't do that. So speaking strictly in the realms of, of, of films entertainment, obviously it's well documented which films did make it to cinema, which didn't. Chris Nolan, God bless him, an absolute hero of mine, uh, managed to get Tenet at cinemas. Um, the decision was made to, to not put Bond at the cinemas and on and on and on. Many, you know, many, many countless examples. Now, The Climb br- very briefly was at cinemas, but obviously because of what's happening, this was, this was the end of last year, but because of what's happening, it, it didn't have the run it deserved. I adored this film. It's a, a beautiful comedy. It's incredibly well shot. There's lots of single takes. Any art house fans will get a huge kick out of this with the single takes. The two guys in this film, and I, I chat with Kyle Marvin, who's also a co-writer, they've got a unique thing going on. And I, I compare them to Danny McBride with The Foot Fist Way, and then also early Will Ferrell, in that those guys have their own unique sense of humour. You almost can't compare it to anything else. And these guys have got, I'm going to use the word vibe, I apologise, but they've absolutely got their own comedy vibe. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite was another one, wasn't it, when that came out and you thought, ah, they're trying to do something different here. So The Climb is out today. It's available on digital download, home entertainment and what have you. I would strongly recommend it. As I say, really beautiful film. It's about two friends. The Climb is because they enjoy cycling. So it's a, a literal climb. But obviously, and I, I apologise for sounding patronising, I've been doing a lot of homeschooling recently, it's a metaphorical climb. I don't want to spoil too much. You know, I always say that every time it's a movie, I don't want to spoil too much. But they go through things that uh, I guess some friends have gone through and they have things to work through. Uh, and we'll leave it there. But it's it's a it's a terrific film. If you're looking for something to watch on download that isn't another documentary about a serial killer... This will make a beautiful break from the norm. The climb is out today. Kyle Marvin, I would say, as a as a huge comedy and film fan, 
And obviously, th- th- if things had been different, and I know, you know, as Ian Dow with the old Crystal Palace manager used to say to me, ifs and ands are pots and pans. And that is very, very good life advice. You can't waste your time thinking what could have been. That's not going to get you anywhere. Obviously, had things been different last year, this film would have had a much wider release. Obviously, it wasn't to be. However, I still think this guy has such talent that I really hope we look back on this episode and we go, holy mackerel, you've got Kyle Marvin. As he was on, as he was on his own climb to the to the uh, comedy greatness. I mean, I think with this film, he's, he's already achieved comedy greatness. But I, I think this, I think what I'm getting at in a very long winded way there is this will be, this will be seen as a, a, a stepping stone. I, I really do. I think he's, I think he's wonderful. This was filmed. This was filmed. This was recorded quite a long time ago, as you will hear. We are in a hotel in London, and the only place we could get was in a bar and so you can hear music <laughs> by the way listening back to it i absolutely love it this could be the i i really mean this this could be the future of podcasts and maybe it's because we all miss going to bars and restaurants and what have you but oh my gosh you can hear clinking of glasses you can hear the hubbub you can hear what is almost like uh jazz muzak in the background and uh oh man the, it, <laughs> if you want a warm reminder as to what it used to be like to be in a lovely bar doesn't matter which city, which town, then this will absolutely transport you there. The, listening back to this, when I when I edited this, this was the closest I've uh, come to sitting in a busy bar for a long, long time. Uh, I'd like to personally thank Kyle Marvin. What a lovely bloke. I'd also like to thank uh, Anna Whelan for making it happen. So thank you, Anna. Uh, bless you as always. Uh, here he is, the great Kyle Marvin. Uh, Kyle, huge congratulations. Uh, you've got to be chuffed with this one. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Are you able to when you are you able to rewatch something that you've done and enjoy it, or do you have to walk away forever? Yeah, well, I mean, we we worked so intensely on this one. I've watched it so many times. So, I, I, and I and I still I still laugh at it. I think it's more fun watching it's a great it with other people. Yeah, yeah. I think every time we watch it with a fresh group, and we've been traveling now, so we've watched it in France, and we've watched it in Canada, and we've sort of traveled around and listened to the laughs everywhere it gets. And it's so fun for me to sort of see which countries respond to which pieces. Some people find things endlessly hilarious that other, like the French find things hilarious that the Americans don't laugh at. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting to see, to see like, oh, how, how certain people react to certain things. Have audiences found laughs in bits that you didn't realise were oh, there? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And some have found them even, even as we walked out of the theatre. We were asking people like, "Why were you laughing?" And they were like, "I don't know." This guy started laughing, and it all of a sudden became absurd. We sort of built it so that there's absurdity everywhere if you really look, which is really what comedy is at its core. And so that people can find humour, I think, in very unexpected places. And I imagine, because you have such a... sounds like an insult, it's not. You have such a great face for comedy. Yeah. I mean... Thank <laughs> you. The moment I got punched it's in the, the face. It's the voice for radio. It's the, it's the version of the you've got a great voice for radio. We all want a face for comedy. <laughs> you've got a great face for comedy. And so what? You're, you're, there are probably times where you're being hilarious without even... So a little glance or a double take or a... I mean, that's a, that's a gift, my friend. Yeah, well, thank you very much. I think part of the... Part of the real challenge for us on set was to walk. I know. I didn't you, mean you, to you, no, no, it's great. It's great. I love this. 
<laughs> Mingo, you're just, you and Mike are just picking on me now. It's just part of the movie all over oh again. Oh my god. Oh, we'll get to sleep tonight. I mean, I, I, mean, I meant that as a compliment. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> no, it's perfect. No, no, I think, I think for us, we spent a lot of time deciding, like, how much was too much. Because, there, you know, there's very big physical comedy things we're doing. And at the same time, trying to catch people off guard and get you emotionally. And I think for us, it was that game of like, okay, do we really need to ham it up here? Or do we really need to sit way, way back and, and, and treat this more seriously? And for us, it was the constant challenge of the whole movie was how far yeah. is too far? How, where, you know, where's the balance? One, one thing that I wanted to say, so we, what we'd done was uh, we'd had a chat before the podcast. And I, did, I didn't want to spoil this next comment. So what really what really jumped out about the film is the fact that you've created. Now it goes quiet yeah. as, as, as I pull my heart out. You've created a a unique sense uh, sense of humour, a unique style of comedy. So, uh, for example, David Letterman, I think, had his own brand of comedy, mm-hmm. and then a lot of people uh, were inspired by that. Yeah, uh, I know it's tricky to mention his name in the current climate, but Woody Allen, when he came along, was making movies. Of he was doing his own thing and that had, had its own unique sensibility Will Ferrell and, and those guys when they came along it was their own thing you've, you've got that my friend you, you, with this film I'm not thinking oh it's a little bit like X a little, little bit like Y these guys have got their own unique beats going on how, how the hell have you done that? Yeah well I mean I, thank you very much that's an extreme but you know what I mean don't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I think what I think what we did is we our gauge we did a short film which the feature was based off of and when we were doing the short film we hit something we hit like a nerve you know for us for Mike and I and that became the gauge of this whole movie we would say are we on that same nerve are we are we striking that exact sort of balance between comedy and heart and I, I, just that it's, it's the balance issue I think for us and I think that's the thing we were chasing and I'm glad it came through it could have easily been a, a failure you know in many ways because we just were like this is funny to us or this is how this comedy should be played out um, and for us I think thank you for the compliment on that I think we derive our comedy from other people as well I mean I think seriously all, yeah I think we were watching a lot of French Cinema, right. and I think there's some some older like '70s French cinema. This guy Pierre Attacks, who who was like a, um, he was a, an amazing director, um, who did I think three films and then was kind of ridiculed on his last and never made a film again. And he had this sort of like clownish thing about him, where he was really going for the heart, and yet he had clowns, literal clowns, in his movie not dressed sure. as clowns but as human beings yeah. tripping and slipping and hitting things and, and the way he dealt with his camera work was really funny so I think we were inspired by that and of course we were inspired by all those people you mentioned and an endless number of others Monty Python and sure. you know all of these great comedies that we grew up on digesting I think of influence well, I've heard Norman Donald say this British people look to America for inspiration and America often looks at Brit- what the hell is all that about I think, I think we're sort of obsessed with each other aren't yeah, we it's so <laughs> true it's, that's such a weird observation I was thinking about this on the plane as I was coming because I'm a, I was Faulty Towers and Monty Python are I love two, hearing this are two big inspirations for me just at the core of my soul and uh, and maybe subconsciously it's bled into my comedy but I think there's a there's a for me there's a, a dryness 
to British humor that's more elegant than a lot of other cultures do comedy, in my opinion. I think there's an elegance to the... To the um, dryness is the best word it's just there's an elegance to it elegance is a great word and it, it applies to the climate Rob Schneider made a film with uh, John Cleese a few years ago and Cleese lent Schneider Faulty Towers mm. I think I'd ever seen it and Schneider said that the show because comedy was different back then the show was allowed to breathe that's exactly right and so instead of going gag gag exactly gag right. gag gag when the laughs come you are just obliterated yep. And you've got that with the climb, haven't you? The, yeah. the, and I've only just thought of this now that we're having this conversation. Yeah, yeah. You've let the film breathe. Totally. So there are, there might be 30 seconds or, or a minute, but then when the, when it comes, it, it hits you like a hammer, doesn't totally. it? And I think that's that's something we really pushed against. This, we, it was something when we were making the film that we said, this is going to be different. We're not going to set up two cameras and shoot improvers cracking jokes as fast as they can go. You know what I'm saying? I do, I do. And, and we're like, let's not do that. Let's. And we're good improvers. Mike and I can improv and hang. And, and we decided what's something completely against our nature and completely against that thing that's that's so prevalent now and so easy to do in comedy. And so that's why we decided long takes, no cuts, which killed the ability to improv and made us really think about pacing and, okay, we're going to set a joke up and seven minutes later pay it off. You yes, know what I'm saying? I um, and, and the whole time in between might not be funny and we're okay with that. That's fine for us. And there, there are funny bits in between, but, but I think that what we intended to do was to, was to take our time and be patient and not feel like we needed to entertain people by cracking joke after joke after joke. Where has, where has this come from? I mean, I, maybe, I mean, I don't know what the answer is, but uh, again, Norm MacDonald, I quote these guys like other people would quote Wordsworth, you know, but, <laughs> but I remember Norm MacDonald, when he wrote for Roseanne Barr on the original Roseanne sitcom, he said Roseanne's feedback was always cut the jokes because mm. the Harvard writers were going, joke, 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 joke. Right. And she was going, no, because it sounds ridiculous to... It sounds ridiculous, but it's not as funny with so many jokes in. That's exactly right. You know, and that, but that, you, you've achieved that, haven't you? Yeah. So, I mean, I think for us, we, we follow the same principle organically. The, the, the thing we kept telling us is to do less. Like, you always, as writers, you always want to do the most. And then, and then we, and we did a lot in our writing that was like maybe bigger or funnier and stuff. And then it became a process all the way up until the mornings of our shoots being like, can we do less? Does it still work? Amazing. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And also injecting, and, and one of the mo- one of the beautiful things, Gail Rankin, who joined our cast, yeah. um, when she came on, she brought this level of uh, talent on, a, on a, a, a core of acting, on an emotional level, that really, for us, challenged us to be like, okay, good, Gail's coming at full speed into this thing, like, she's gonna... She's coming at this role. Yeah, she's yeah. bringing this she's role. She's not playing games. 100%. And, so, and for us, we were like, great, let's do that more. Like, let's really let's really dig into this and let loose on the on the emotional side and the story of these people. Um, and the jokes will come. You know, the laughs will come. So I'm not just saying this. If you were to wake me up in the middle of the night and say, what's the greatest sitcom ever? I would say, without a shadow of a doubt, cheers. And so to see the great man <laughs> in there, there is a moment totally. of, oh, wow, you know, how did that come about? Because that's yeah, uh, we were, we were so, so George, George Wendt, who's, who's, yes. who's Norm. Yes, exactly. The Norm most iconic 
not just sitcom characters, one of, one of the most iconic TV characters of all time. No, know? I had the same sensation when I saw him. For the first time. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, how, why is he? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here. Oh, that's not, that's not Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I think he... We were talking about my dad. We were talking about, like, okay, who who should be my dad? And there's a lot of great comedians, and George has exactly what we were going for tonally, which is, like, he's not cracking big jokes. He just is who he is. Yeah. Like you said with me, he's got a face for comedy. So he walks <laughs> in a room, he says, hi, give me a beer, and everyone laughs. Sure. Because he's just got it. He's just got that sort of intensity. And he came to set and was incredible like just sort of sat hung out was quiet and then he would he would we would be like all right we're rolling and he would just nail it and also he grew up in that kind of uh community he loves sports so it was yeah. it was sort of like hey just be yourself and he slipped easily into the role and then just every every uh, he of all of our cast members, I don't think we ever watched a take where we were like, he didn't do it. Sure. He was always, yeah. he was like, wow, that was a great take from him. You know what I mean? Um, whereas I would be like, my take was terrible. Oh. What was I doing? Um, no, no, but, but George was George was uh, flawless and, and a pleasure to work So for you now, this is, um, I'm reminded of Danny McBride with the foot fist way. Well, I mean, you keep naming uh, you keep naming great names, so thank you very much. Well, in terms of a career trajectory and what you've achieved and the, and the heat associated with this film and what's happening to you guys at the moment, um, this must feel like an exciting... Are you able to smell the roses, I, I guess? That's a question that... Yeah, I mean, things have definitely changed in a perceptible way. I think it's always tricky, and I think everyone who's trying to make something is plagued by this where you're kind of like I just want to do my thing and people are, can't see it or don't want to support it and you're like but it's good 
you know, and we've been working at this. This is, uh, you know, our our my fifth film, and that, that I've been a part of, mostly from a producing standpoint. Yeah, yeah. And Mike's sixth film. So we've been at this for a long time. Like sure. We we didn't just show up on the yeah, scene yeah. and whip out a camera and yeah. make this. It's been a long time coming for us work wise. Um, but I think now, you know, it's it's definitely now that the product exists and people can see it, I think it's easier for them to see the other things which we have been pushing for a long time that that now with sure. this tone attached has a different flavor, you know. Because it's always tricky to convince people on a piece of paper of what the execution's gonna look like. Because they I guarantee you if you read a Woody Allen script you know, the wrong way, you'd be like, this is terrible. Of course. You know what I'm saying? But, but once you know the tone and the delivery and the cadence and the, and the flavor of that, then you're like, oh, I get it, you know. And the themes of this, I, I don't want to spoil anything really, but the themes of this film are so universal. I mean, it doesn't matter what age you are, what totally. background, you're going you're gonna to get sucked into this, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I think for us, and it's funny because this is, it's something that's really been a discovery for us now that we've shown people because when we were making it, you, you don't think about your consumers that much or thinking about the artistic piece of it. Sure. But now that we've gone to festivals and now that we're, you know, working on the release of the film, um, it's funny to, to watch people come out of the theaters and, uh, and someone being like, hi, I'm, you know, a woman in her... 60s and this is my granddaughter who's a teenager and we both loved it and they're both like chatting to us about like this part of that part so for me seeing the consumption from the different generations is all it's great it's amazing that a that a 14 year old and a you know a 60 or 70 year old can have the same the same uh, resonance with the film because it was so naturalistic and the two of you were so believable as best friends the worry I had that you know I'm going, you know I'm going with this yeah. that this was entirely autobiographical <laughs> was terrifying yeah. uh, thank God <laughs> thank God for your well, sake well you don't know alright you know no, what no, 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 no. you know what you're absolutely right <laughs> I've assumed way too much <laughs> No, no, it's not not, not, not autobiographical at all. you make I think it so took, believable I think we took pieces of art inherent personalities and definitely amped them up for for the, the performance of the thing so there's pieces of us in it and and it was sort of a fun thing for us to blur the lines with naming the characters our names which we did on purpose because so suckers this, like me would uh... exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, so I think I think I think it's it's a fun thing to play with reality and fiction so what's been your own how have, how have you gone from producer to uh, in front of the camera then? Yeah. Was this I, a scratch that you just had to itch? Or, yeah. were, or were you happy? I mean, I was happy to be producing. I think, yeah. I think, I think making great art or making films, having the opportunity to make a film good or bad is a tremendous opportunity in this current climate. And I think that there's more and more opportunities, which is amazing for everyone to get out there and put content up and try things and there's money coming around now. But I think... Um, for us, I was happy to produce. I was in no rush to make something because yep. I wanted to make something great when I did it. So for us, we just waited until we decided, here's an opportunity. The short film was a great door opener for Mike's career as a director and for us as, as talented writers. But that being said, I've been writing things for a long time and we've been acting and putzing around and stuff for a long time. 
But to pursue acting is a is a tremendously challenging and fully immersive sure. existence. I have two children that I support. What age is? Beautiful wife. Um, uh, nine and eight. Close. I'm yeah. four and one. Ah, so you're in you're in the throes of it. You know what it's like. It's the best, though, isn't it? It's the it's the single greatest. I mean, I it's think a lot sing- of my comedy com- comedy comes from my children. To be honest, they're funnier than I'll ever be, and more free like sign, yeah. and more free and liberated than I probably ever remember my own experience. Now, I wasn't intending to ask this question, but do you not think that men are men are terrible at scaring other men when it comes to parenthood? So a lot of my head of my closest, you know, the, the guy who was my best man, I was his best man. He's my he's my best friend. But he had kids before me, and he right. couldn't wait to... T- so when my first was on the way, oh, mate, your life's over. Right. Forget, forget it. Yeah, yeah. You'll never sleep. <laughs> you know, and, and all these you know, all these horror stories. Yeah. And it's bollocks. Yeah, you know, it's, the, it's the greatest thing in the it's world. It's the greatest thing in the world. I mean, you don't sleep. That, so, but, but, but what an honour to not that's sleep. That's what I'm saying. You know. but, but, yeah, the, the, the exchange you get for not sleeping is an amazing little person to sort of lift your spirits and, and make it all worthwhile. Well, this, this movie has lifted my spirits and made it all worthwhile. Now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bat an eyelid if I'm reading Variety Online or, what, or whatever, a Hollywood Reporter, and I see you've just signed on to do the new, genuinely, the new Star Wars movie or the new Will Ferrell movie or the new Marvel movie. Um, have you, or are you about to sign something like that? Because you've got that... Sure. You know, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, Will Ferrell. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you myself. Um, yes, you announced you the new James Bond. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know what I mean by that? It feels. You know. Yeah, I, I think all joking aside, I think that I think that um, that's an interesting question. I would love to do that kind of thing. Yeah. To me, to me, it all boils down to the the joy of the act. You know, I I just want to make great things with great people. And, and that comes in any shape and form. It comes in Will Ferrell and Marvel movies, but it also comes in small indie features taking big swings. Like, I think, I think for me, the joy of the whole thing and the opportunity I now see before me is that I have choices and I have a little more support to, to take the time to, to do those things and not be so stressed. No, I sound like your PR saying this. This whole interview is... Uh, is, is <laughs> Thank you very uh, much. We should just carry you on to the next, <laughs> the next few interviews. You can just come with me. <laughs> if you ever feel low, James, I just need to pick me up. I'm going to call you... <laughs> you go out there. You're going to be the new... <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to call you at half past five I, every I'll morning. Be I'll, be time. I'll be on a nappy change. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be my absolute pleasure. Um, a lot of our listeners, we have a, you know, a lot of creative types, a lot of writers and, and, and so on. Um... Does creativity come naturally to you, or do you have to lock yourself away in an office for 10 hours? I think for, for us, we find a tremendous amount of creativity in the everyday world. So we spend a lot of time watching and observing. I think hilarious things happen constantly around us. And we're constantly, I hate to say this, but like eavesdropping on other people's conversations. Or like, will Mike, my writing partner, and I will be having coffee. And we'll be like, watch what's happening across the street. And we'll just watch a guy try and put a lampshade into his car. And it'll be the funniest thing I've ever seen. Sure. And he's genuinely... And I think a lot of it comes from the fact that when people are in those situations, they're genuinely... They're really frustrated and they're they're not seeing the humor in it. And which makes you 
and I sound like a terrible person, but I but I think there's humor all around us, so we draw from that, and then I think we do have to kind of sequester ourselves when we're in the process of like let's really hash this out. But I think a lot of the legwork for us and the creative process and the writing process comes from experimenting with ideas and and really being loose and fluid. And then there's a period in our process where we just say, all right, now we're doing the thing. And we sit down and we structure it and we really work it. And we, you know, we do the work for character and we really do the life. And that's a very, like, secluded and sequestered sort of process. But I think the natural sort of organic part of the process is drawing from the world around us and throwing ideas at each other. The reason why I covered my face when you said that is because... um my, my dad said the funniest thing he ever saw was uh, he saw me miss a bus and then I, in a fit of temper, kicked a, uh, a street sign, but I missed the street sign. <laughs> there you go. And he, he, he couldn't let me see him laughing because I was upset, but he, uh, it, once it was safe to tell me, he, he said that it was... A yeah, bit like Basil Fawlty with the, he said it was like Basil Fawlty with the, the the tree branch, you know. Exactly. That, you know the uh, the the thwarted uh, rage. So I know you guys have you've recently you've recently signed a a deal. Yes. Um, can you share what the next project is? Uh, not yet. It's more of a fan question, that wasn't it? But no, that's fine. Okay, okay. I think uh, yes, we're working on in our next project. We're working on our next feature film, um, and I think it's. I'll say it's. It's similar in its genre bending, but different genres, and definitely not single takes. This new thing, we can't do single takes anymore. It's such a challenge to do long single takes. May I just say that with the single takes, more than once, maybe even said out loud, because I'm watching on my own, did they just do that in a single take? Yeah. So there was no trickery or anything like that? No, no. We, I mean, a lot, wow. of that, a lot of that was the opening scene is not, uh, 12 minutes without yeah. cutting. I mean, that op- I mean... I mean, it's, yeah. Each of those scenes were basically... The opening scene, my friend. Yeah, it's a great scene. I mean... <laughs> Thank you very much. I mean, we, you know, there's Sharif in Lawrence of Arabia with the, sing, with the single take. <laughs> and I'm not even being glib. Uh, any comedy fan or movie fan, when you see the climb, I think you have Carl's permission to give a standing ovation for the... <laughs> By all means. In the cinema. <laughs> Please start standing ovations, any of the listeners. <laughs> Before we go, may I ask, yeah. how has it been doing a podcast... With the live, uh, this has been great. It's very vibey. Yeah, it's very vibey in here. It's very smooth. I feel like we should have been talking at lower levels. <laughs> <laughs> I can't thank you enough. It's been so lovely to meet yeah, you and uh, put it there, man. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you very much. Best luck with everything. Thank you. That was great. Are you in agreement there? Did that not just make you think that the future of podcasts needs to be like that? It feels like you're in a bar. Oh my god. Um, huge thanks again to Kyle Marvin. The climb is out today. Uh, beautiful comedy about life, about love, about the trials and tribulations uh, of friendship. Really stayed with me that film, uh, and it's out now. You can watch it. Uh, you can watch it from the comfort of your own home. Well, I mean, obviously, because you can't go. We can't go to the cinema. Uh, but it's out now. Huge thanks again to Kyle, and thanks again to uh, to Anna. Really hope you enjoyed that. What a lovely bloke. Uh, and as I say, he's got his own comedy. It's not I mean, it's not easy, is it? Because everything is derivative of, or everything can feel derivative of something else. You know, you can tell that that was influenced by Python or that was influenced by SNL or, you know, and so on. Uh, but Kyle Marvin, I think it takes really special chops to carve your own niche like that. So uh, thanks again. Thanks to all of you for listening. We are at Balance LDN across the socials. I'm at James Gill Comedy. Oh, yes. Uh, y- your 
<laughs> I describe myself on a family WhatsApp as your boy from Horsworth Leeds and my wife did not like it. But nevertheless, your boy from Horsworth Leeds, that was me getting a name check on Graham Norton on uh, Friday night. Rachel Paris and Marcus Brigstock were on there to talk about, I mean, talked talk about all sorts, but they talked about Always Be Comedy the, the night that they do with us. So that was a proper, I nearly fell out of bed. Shouldn't have watched it either. It was late at night, Friday, and I got too giddy and I couldn't sleep. It was like uh, it's like watching uh, an England World Cup game as a kid. Uh, so that was lovely. Thanks to Rachel and Marcus, and thanks to those of you who got in touch. Was that you? On? Yes, that was me who got a shout out. Um, anyway, thanks again. Take care. Hope you well. Lots of love. Goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.